everybody how you all doing welcome welcome to the jam room podcast everybody hope you're having fun out there as always what's been going on happy easter to all you catholics out there or um pretty much everybody we celebrate it regardless it's fucking government mandated right you know you got no choice but to celebrate easter these days hope you had a good one out there i had a pretty weird one I uh, didn't really spend any time with uh, friends and family and, you know, the kids as I should have. Well, I kind of caught up with them on Monday or whatever, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Easter's a, uh, I don't know, some, for some reason here in Australia, Easter is like taken more seriously uh, than Christmas. Um, and I'm talking specifically about the alcohol rules. It's just fucking bizarre. I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. I I've always known that the bottle shops are all closed, the pubs are all closed on Easter Friday, right? Good Friday. Good Friday, right? The day they killed him, right? Isn't that right? The day they, they, that Jesus got killed? Something like that? Well, anyway, so it's taboo um, to eat. No. It's taboo to, to, to buy alcohol on Easter Friday. Um, and you have to eat fish for some reason. I never really quite understood that. Um... But anyway, it is what it is. But this is how retarded it is here in Australia, is that not only are the bottle shops closed and all that sort of stuff, even though I have heard of parts of Australia that the bottle shops are open, and as they should, it's more the pubs. It's more the the sort of drinking in a venue sort of aspect, right? So over this Easter weekend, guys, we we sailed down to Mandrak. Oh, that sounded weird. I got a a bunch of phlegm in my mouth there. Ah, oh, the joys of doing a podcast outside. I could just spit whenever I want to. Oh, that's disgusting. Apologize for that, guys. That, that might have sounded pretty disgusting. Whatever. So, yeah, we sailed down to Mandra. And, guys, Mandra is a nice little town. I've been going there my entire life as a kid. We used to holiday down there, all that sort of shit. It's had many makeovers over the, um, over the years. And it's gotten better and better. Apparently, I don't know. It's just one of those divides that's kind of on an estuary. Like, there's a rich side of the estuary, and there's the meth side of the estuary. Um, but we're on a boat, so we're kind of right in the middle. Uh, so yeah, this place is, I don't know, maybe just just over an hour drive south of Perth. Not even an hour. You'll get there fine. So it's not far. It's not a destination, you know what I mean? Um, you normally just skip over that one, if, you know, as you're heading down to places further away, obviously. Uh, but, but, uh, a sailboat is a whole different fucking story. It's a bloody eight hour sail to get there. And that's us doing pretty good sailing. It's a pretty good winds. It was pretty fucking brutal on Friday. We're beating into the wind, maybe, you know, gusting 25 knots at some points. We've reefed ourselves, whatever. That doesn't matter to anybody except sailors. Uh, so eight hours on the fucking boat to get there. Um, and we dock up with there for a couple of nights. We come back Sunday, right? Um, it was good. It's fantastic. It's one of these things that's organized through our um, yacht club. Shout out HYC. Um, they, you know, they have this cruising sort of division for sailboats. There's the racing guys and there's the cruising guys. We're kind of both with our boat. Uh, so 
yeah, maybe six boats, seven boats made their way down there at various times and arriving at, you know, different spots, different moorings, whatever. With Yeah, anyway, hosted by their yacht club down at Mandra, whatever. Fantastic. Great. Um, so they've organized to go to this restaurant for dinner on the Friday night where all the rules are bullshit here in Perth. And here's the rule. You go to a restaurant, you're allowed to order a drink. That's it. That's the rule. One drink per meal. It's pretty fucked up. Obviously, we have tons of drinks on the fucking boat. We drank heaps, but I don't know what they're fucking doing. Like, they're, they're getting this ridiculous that they're, like, taking your receipt from you. Because you have to prove to the bar guys that you've ordered a meal. And they're like, all right, I'm going to hold on to this receipt to make sure that you don't order two drinks. And I don't know. Is that what Jesus really wanted? You know, ask yourselves that. Or is that what the Jews wanted? Because it's Good Friday. It's the day they killed him. So it's the day the Jews won or whatever. Fucking, I, I don't really know. It's kind of retarded. It was a nice weekend, guys. Hanging, hanging around in the boat with all the other fucking old people that bring their boats. Some of them pretty impressive. Some of the dudes have some insane stories. That's one of the things, guys. If you go to a yacht club, you know, and you're in your 30s or whatever, let's face it, even if you're in your 50s, you go to these yacht clubs, you feel like you're the youngest person in the room by far. Like, these are fucking 80s, 90s, some of these old motherfuckers. But they've got serious stories, you know? They're fucking war heroes or criminals whatever i mean, didn't didn't get into it too much you know i'm pretty sure one of them was uh goose stepping at one point i don't know but uh yeah great stories with these old fucks I was there with the wife obviously so we get to just giggle and have our own little fun along the way and whatever we sailed back on uh on sunday with no wind so we pretty much just motored back the whole way which is still fucking slow going still eight hours it is what it is. And then actually celebrated Easter for reals uh, with the, you know, the, the nephews and shit like that the day after. So it was kind of cool. Got, a, got out of having to buy them extra chocolate and shit because they don't fucking need that stuff, you know. Ugh, whatever. Anyway, happy Easter to everybody. Happy Easter. Let's fix Australia. We don't need to have fucking restrictions on alcohol over Good Friday. Like, there's nothing else to do on Good Friday. You might as well drink. Why would you make that difficult? Fucking hell. Whatever, guys. We're going to get into some music. It is the Jam Room Podcast after all. We've got to keep it short today. I've got to catch up with a few episodes over these uh, um, school holidays here. And we'll get right back on track, shall we? Yeah. Now, I did listen to the new Metallica single, um, 72 Seasons. Um, that is the title track from the album that's coming out. What's the date today? Come on. Tell me. The 12th. All right, so we're here at Wednesday the 12th of April, um, for those of you playing along at home. Uh, so in two days' time, we should get the full album. But for now, we've had, what, like four singles come out of this album? So, you know, with Metallica, they're, they're known for having eight-track fucking albums, right? Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning was eight tracks, I'm pretty sure, and Justice for All was as well. Don't check me. Um, so half the album, you know, a good chunk of the album's already come out. So far, disappointed. I don't really want to talk about this 72 Seasons song until the whole album's come out. We'll cover it all in the next episode, whatever. That's all fine. But, you know, 72 Seasons is kind of a weird name. Like, hmm. 72 Seasons. Uh, what is the math on that? Fucking four seasons a year. What, 18? 18 years? So the album's called 18 Years. 
I think that's a bit weird. That's a weird number to come up with, isn't it? Is that right? 18 times 4. 72. Fucking whatever. I'm not going to check myself right now. It doesn't really matter, guys. So, yeah, we'll talk about that another another podcast in the future, right? And obviously, I'll talk about it. Huge Metallica fan. Been very disappointed with them of late. Um, I did see them on um, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, it must have been a few nights ago, a couple of days ago or whatever. Um, God, it was embarrassing. They, they, you know those late night talk shows when you, you know, you can get some good shit out of someone. Obviously, it's so rehearsed and scripted and set up anecdotes and all this sort of bullshit. But um, that can sometimes work all right when you've just got one person sitting on the couch with Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. Who we all just remember from the man show. Fucking being high as a motherfucker. But whatever, he's moved on and put a suit on for some reason. Uh, having a whole band... And they set them up in those like like two two of them sitting low, two of them sitting up high on these sort of like like perched on these big stools in the background or whatever. And it's just the most asinine bullshit you've ever fucking heard. Just sort of like, hey, what was the first vinyl you ever bought? And they all go around and say theirs, and everyone's excited to hear what the fuck you know Kirk Hammett bought. Hey, what, what's up, Sil? Yeah, there could be the neighbors complaining about me. Uh, whatever, she's got a bark in the background. Fuck it, let's get through this. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Metallica being asked about their first albums and stuff. And it's so stupid, you know. Someone's obviously going to say something that's a little bit, you know, ooh, it's, isn't it weird that this heavy metal guy is, you know, his first album was fucking the Partridge Family Christmas album. Gets a laugh, obviously. And then someone will say a cool album that was their first one and get a big round of applause and just like, good Lord. Oh, Metallica, you don't need to be doing Jimmy Kimmel, for fuck's sake. They're better than that, aren't they? Have they not earned the right to not have to go on fucking Jimmy Kimmel to promote this album? I, I, I don't know. We're getting into it too much. I said we're going to talk about our next episode. So let's get into some music I actually did check out this week or so. Um, there was plenty of other stuff, but it wasn't really new. So I'm, I'm getting an education on some certain things. This old guy that was on the boat with us, he was um, telling me about someone named Georgia Rose. So I've been checking out some of her shit. But we'll talk about it if it really tickles my fancy later on. But I checked out a new album by um, a dude named NF. Ah, and I know I should have fucking written down. Is it Nathan, like, Fuhrer fucking something? Uh, Fuhrerberg or Fuhrerstein or something? It was some, some weird sort of French-sounding Jewish name or something like that. Anyway, this NF guy, this, you know, this NFMF, uh, he's released an album called Hope. Uh, and I kind of checked it out. It's in the hip-hop sort of realm, right? And um, every now and then I dabble in the hip-hop. You know, I'm a Mac Miller guy. You know, I like that sort of shit. Uh, this album was pretty cool. If you like your hip-hop albums, this is a good one. Um, however, I don't really know what to make of this guy. He's like a... He's got obvious influence uh, from Eminem. And, and some of the tracks sound completely like Eminem. Uh, and some of the other tracks, you know, they're actually really creative, some of these these songs. A lot of call and response things, big choruses and big hit and sort of shit. Um, but in some of the other tracks, he's definitely got like a Drake kind of sensibility about him. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, it's a, it's a neat fucking album, guys. Uh, check it out. It's called Hope. Here's a little song. I'll give you a little clip from one of them. Um, it's called Mama. 
And, and this is one that's kind of, you can kind of hear the, the Drake sensibilities or whatever uh, in it. Don't know if you can pick up too much of the Eminem, but listen to the album, you'll pick it up. Have a listen to this. I look at the situation you had, might have made a mistake of leaving, but it's making me sad thinking of you, how you grew up trying to cope with your past, where you like me and your relationships and pushed away dad, I gotta know mama, did you think you were trash, something disposable that nobody could love or be glad to say they was with you, that issue is the issue I have, that's why I hurt me when Brittany gave me those letters you sent, I barely read any of them knowing I'd let them go to my head and get to me especially when i feel i related might not be around for my babies but know when i say that i love you that i mean it okay because nobody's perfect yeah i guess we all fall short and i can't hold this unforgiveness in my heart no more so just know you're lovable to me and of course you'll always be mama to us so save a table for four and know that so yeah that um that's that track is called mama from the album called hope by nf who I'm sure is way more popular than I'm making out. I'm making out like I'm introducing you to this guy. Like, I'm sure the world knows of this dude already, right? Of course. You know, it's the fucking hip-hop world. He's probably had beefs with people and they've gone viral and all this stuff already. Ah, whatever. God, I'm out of the fucking loop. Spending too much time on this boat, guys. Mm. But onward and upward, we shall move. Uh, because that was a pretty good album and I enjoyed it. And there was a couple of other ones that, are, you know, I listened to Lana Del Rey's new album as well. Is that the one that came out? I think Lana Del Rey, but you know, uh, I got to gather some thoughts on that. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, but I checked out this single, uh, from a uh, band that I'd never heard of before. Really wanted to, um, to check it out. It was kind of, um, you know, trusted sources recommended it. So it wasn't just something that Spotify threw in my face without me asking, you know. Uh, it's a band called Mood Ring. I don't know. I'd never heard of them before. They've been around for quite a while. Have they? Let me check. I'm actually going to check this one, guys, uh, because, oh, why the fuck not? What else am I doing? I'm sitting here chatting to you guys. We'll see what the fuck Mood Ring's been up to uh, in the past. Because um, from what I could gather, they're, they're kind of like a, a band that's sort of set up for members of other bands that they used to previously be in that have kind of made some things noteworthy or something like that. <sighs> fuck, that just squeezed out. Um, no, no, fuck no. No, their earliest shit was 2021. They're, they're, they're pretty damn brand new. They've got two albums out, one in 2021, one 2022. We're talking about uh, Show Me The Real You and an album called Stargazer. I'm going to listen to that album after this podcast. Uh, but they did just bring out a single called uh, Black Underscore Wave. Or it should be like Black Underscore Wave. It's all, all capitals or whatever. I don't know why people do this. But Black Wave is the name of the song. And <laughs> I started listening to this. And straight away, as soon as it came on, that, that's why I know about these, like kind of looked into the, you know, the members of this band is because when I first heard it, first came on i was sure this was fucking chino marino singing um um it's not it's not but good lord it sounds like this is the start of the song guys check it out am i wrong does this is this not sounding a little chino s I'm pretty sure a bunch of you guys are trying to Google it right now to see if it is indeed Chino or not. It's not. 
Um, but anyway, it was a good song. There was some fucking heavy-ass parts in there, some good creative heavy shit. I know it's in that, it's got that hardcore sort of, um, sort of vibe going on. It's like you got the, the hardcore backdrop, those guitars are fucking tuned pretty low, right? Uh, either tuned low or they've just added the extra strings like people do. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a great track, so I'm excited for the album if it's hinting at an album to come out fucking oath i might, might find a new band that i enjoy listening to god that'd be cool um fucking mood ring and and the end of the song i should actually probably put in the end of the song because it's got one of those funny fucking breakdowns where it, it's like yeah some of the songs kind of got that um a sort of stoner tempo to it right and then you get the half time and then you get a breakdown that's fucking like quarter time listen to how slow this breakdown is I mean, it's cool. It's really cool, but, you know, it, it's also funny to me. And, you know, I had a conversation with Curtis a little while ago. Um, and he kind of made a comment and it kind of stuck with me. I was kind of, you know, ruminating over it for a little while, um, to the point where I'm probably going to do an episode or two about it, uh, where he sort of said the breakdown is like the orgasm of the song, right? It's the climax of the song. And it's like, I definitely know that's not always fucking true, right? Um, but when songs hit a good fucking breakdown, it is the thing a lot of people listen to the track for is just to get to that fucking sick breakdown because breakdowns are hooky in themselves, whatever. So yeah, I might go down a bit of a rabbit hole trying to collect what, uh, what might be considered some of the greatest breakdowns of all time. So if you've got some suggestions of what you think are the greatest fucking breakdown drops in whatever kind of music, I don't care, as long as it's like one of those big fucking breakdowns, let me know. And we're going to start fucking putting these things to, to war with each other to see who's got the fucking greatest, you know, greatest breakdowns. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, a couple have come to mind for me, but we'll save it for another episode, eh? Yeah, once I actually gather my thoughts and get a little bit more data behind me, because I'm not going to remember everything. And I also need to be able to record these things to show you. I'm not going to just fucking say, hey, you remember that one from that weird periphery track? You remember that? Yeah, that one's cool. That means nothing to anybody. Uh, but anyway, going forward into May, guys, because we're in April now, but next month, uh, Eurovision's happening. And it's already started. Uh, so I normally don't really talk too much about Eurovision. I find it hilarious and fun to watch in the middle of the night because it's on and you get to see the semi-finals whatever so i think the semi-finals are happening early may um with the winner sort of you know maybe a week after that or something like that whatever um but there's a band here in perth called voyager might have mentioned them before um i used to know the dude uh, that plays drums for them named ash ash dude caught fucking legend um well, the first band i was ever in was um with his younger brother guy named Brendan Dudecourt. Shout out, Brendan. I haven't spoken to that dude in way too fucking long. Uh, anyway, I reached out to Ash um, to see if he would come on this podcast. It was a yeah, one or two, blah, blah, blah. But didn't happen in time. He had to pack up and go to fucking Europe for Eurovision because Voyager are representing Australia this year. 
pretty cool. Pretty cool because we've tried weird sort of pop stuff in the past as our, you know, our representatives of Australia and it doesn't really work because Eurovision is weird. So you can't just throw normal music at it. You've got to throw something a bit leaning towards the heavy side for all those Scandinavian countries. They fucking dig a good breakdown, right? They like their heavy shit. Um, and then just sort of other weirdness. Some of them are hyper poppy, obviously. We've had bands like ABBA come out of fucking Eurovision. So obviously pop is there somewhere. Um, so I don't know. I wanted to leave this podcast um, or end it, whatever, on... Some words about Voyager. Guys, if you've got any chance to vote for this fucking Eurovision sort of thing, yeah, vote, help them out. Like, it's sick. I know they've been trying to, you know, get on this Eurovision thing for a while. They finally got through. They're over there. They're getting ready to perform their song. And I, I don't know. I've watched Eurovision a bunch. I'm pretty damn sure they don't actually perform their songs. They just fucking do a bit of a lip sync sort of bullshit thing, dance along or whatever, and the song gets played really loud, which is kind of cool anyway, whatever. Um, so they've got this song called Promise, I think it's called, Promise. Um, and that's where they're entering in for the competition, and it's kind of around, and um, the reason I originally reached out to Ash to come on the podcast is because this, uh, um, the video clip for this song um, was sort of, funded by the tourism Western Australia sort of department. So they threw some money at it so that, you know, there's, you know, there's famous landmarks in WA, all, you know, flat salt plains and other natural beauties or whatever. And, and now all of a sudden Voyager are there as well, playing drums and doing a guitar solo on top of a cliff or whatever. Uh, it was kind of interesting. So I wanted to talk to him about what the hell that process was and how the hell did you get Tourism WA to um, throw some money at your, uh, your little project there. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll fly to a nice place in WA and, and, you know, record a song or, you know, pretend to play along with it or whatever. That'd be good. But uh, that was interesting. And then immediately I heard about the Eurovision sort of stuff. So it was, it was too busy or whatever. So anyway, I'm going to leave this podcast um, with you guys having an informed decision of whether or not you should vote for this song called Promise uh, by Voyager. Voyager have been a staple in a, a, a Perth for fucking ever. Like literally the first band I was ever in, Voyager was still around jamming. I'm not sure if Ash was drumming for them at the time. But anyway... They've always been here. So it's 20-something fucking years they've been in this game, right? Um, and the guy can sing. Um, they've got some good guitar. Ash can drum. Fucking oath he can drum. It's not a bad song. It's got that good little fucking blend of super hyper poppy sort of stuff and heavy metal. It's there, guys. Check it out. That was the Jam Room Podcast for the week, guys. Oh, I hope you had fun. We talked about some shit. Whatever. Anyway. Fucking, you're about to hear Promise by Voyager, guys. And if you get a chance to vote for Eurovision, fucking vote for them. You know, I don't think Australia's ever won. I think the, um, the country that's won the most is Ireland. Good Lord. Ireland? They're barely, barely fucking European. But whatever. Either are we, obviously. We're in the complete wrong hemisphere. But that'd be nice for us to win, right? Anyway. Guys, have a fantastic fucking week out there. Reach out with your suggestions. Hit me up with what you think is fucking awesome breakdowns in music. Whatever genre, as long as it's a cool fucking um, climactic part of a song. Let me know. We'll evaluate them and we'll put them up head to head with each other and we'll see who prevails, eh? It's up to me to decide because it's my podcast. Anyway.
Have a great week, everybody. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Have you ever done anything like this before? Have you ever done anything like this before? If you've never done anything like this before, then you haven't been alive. Have you ever shut all the open doors? Have you ever just walked out and grown? Have you ever just lost your mind when you tried to unwind? Or are you coming right back for more? Till I die